Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with veteran, author, motivational speaker, and trauma recovery specialist, Kimberly Clark. Kimberly's lived experience exceeds most people's imagination. She's a Navy veteran who is a survivor of military sexual trauma. After being medically discharged and diagnosed with PTSD, Kimberly struggled with severe drug addiction and alcoholism for the next 10 years. After finding recovery, Kimberly went on to become a peer support specialist, published her book, Stuck Between Pleasure and pleasing God, and is the Louisiana state leader of a national nonprofit organization raising awareness of veteran suicide. She's got a lot of great gumption, lots of stories. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Kimberly. Yay. Hey. All right. What's up? <laughs> hey, hey. Look, I was trying to figure out which um, link to use. Yeah. I had to go back through the few emails that, you know, I had to send. But yeah, I'm here. So we're we made it. We connected. Yeah. Nice to meet yeah. you. Where are you coming out of? Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. Okay, we're at Louisiana. Uh North Louisiana is a small town called Castor. We're okay. about uh yeah, close to Shreveport. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I uh I went to Baton Rouge at one point back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I could not figure out the accent. It was the yeah. weirdest thing I'd ever heard in my life. It was yeah. like Creole, French, Southern. Yeah. I just couldn't figure it out. I was like, how did you do this? <laughs> right, right. But that's probably what New Yorkers say when they hear someone from Kansas City, which is where I'm oh, from. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's strange <laughs> how all these dialects kind of work and come together. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out today. And I want to begin our conversation with what we lived through for the last three and a half years with the pandemic. How did you get through it and how did it change you? Well, with the pandemic, um, honestly, like in 2020 was, I had been clean with sober from uh, drug addiction and alcoholism for maybe about 18 months when the pandemic hit and uh, the meeting, there were no more meetings, AA meetings or anything like that. Uh, There were no gatherings. There was no nothing. And I promise you the only thing that was open was liquor stores. And yeah, I relapsed. I relapsed. And um you know, I went through uh, going to like a few different rehabs, um, going to jail, just going through um, some mental, some mental blocks. I felt like I couldn't stop using it. I wanted to. Yeah. I didn't even like the high. The high wasn't even like a high. It was like a like just paranoia, just psychosis, just straight psychosis. And I, I was stuck. I was stuck. And so the end of 2020, I got in touch with some family members and told them, hey, look, uh, the VA can't get me into another rehab for another 30 days, but I need to come home. I need to do something. So that's what I did. And so I went to a program called Heroes in Opelousas, Louisiana, where we did the steps of AA, but we did it like back to back. Yeah. And also there I was introduced to EMDR therapy and I've been out the military for 13 years and never was introduced to EMDR therapy. And I'm a a military sexual trauma survivor. And when I tell you after like the first couple of sessions, like I was I found some contentment, like I knew that I went through this trauma, but. It wasn't like uh, I wasn't reliving it anymore. Yeah. It wasn't like just full pain anymore. Yeah. And we just kept doing those EMDR sessions and 
Like, wow. It made the difference. Yeah. Doing those sessions, um, me studying, um, you know, for spiritual purposes and also being physically active, taking care of those three things is what really, really helped. So let's get to the essence of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. One of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? Right. So I do a few different things. Okay. Um, first, I am a, a, a certified peer support specialist for the Louisiana Department of Health, which basically means I use all of the trauma, the drug addiction, the mental health to go help other people who's currently struggling with those things. Yeah. I use, yeah, I use my story to help other people. I'm also a professional speaker. I, I speak to young people to empower them to overcome challenges and adversity and also to avoid substance use. You know, I use that same story to help our young people. Right. I also volunteer for Mission 22, which is a national nonprofit organization, in which we raise awareness for the 22 veterans that commit suicide each day. Yeah. And so. So, yeah, that's that's the things that I do literally every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? I've always wanted to be a psychologist. Oh, okay. Crazy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So let's get to the beginnings of your life. Where were you born and raised and how did these seeds get into you to not only help people now, but to get in the military and to become who you are today? Well, I grew up in Castor, Louisiana. It's really, really small town. We got a population of maybe about 500 people. Okay. And so I, I grew up, you know, in a loving family, but I, I grew up being bullied and being talked about. And I didn't, I wasn't confident. I didn't have a voice. I didn't know how to say no. And I darn sure didn't know how to set boundaries. And so I internalized all of that negativity that was ever spoken against me. And so growing up with all that negativity, that I said about myself and that other people said about me, right? It, I, I was insecure. I had super low self-esteem. And so going into the military, being able to serve my country and the, the pride that I had in that, the pride that I had wearing my uniform uh, was just, was massive. And so whenever I experienced the MST in the military, you know, the, it kind of took away my identity. And I know that a lot of young people are going through the same thing. They, they don't know their identity. They don't know who they are. Um, there, there's been things that happen to them, traumas that happen to them, right? And they don't know how to cope with that. And that's one of the reasons why I chose drugs, because I didn't know how to cope. And so I want to teach young people how to cope. Like, that's how I got into it. Because, you know, drugs were just a symptom of the problem. The problem was, was me. It was my thoughts, my behaviors, my mindset. Yeah. And so if I figure if we can start with the mindset of these young people, then we can prevent them from going down the same road. Yeah. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Um, I would say my mother. Yeah. She's um, a heart transplant patient. She's a, oh man, kidney transplant patient. She's. She was actually my graduation present because she got sick my uh, my junior year of high school. And, you know, that we didn't think she was going to make it. The, the doctors literally told us that she had two weeks to live at one point. Oh. But, you know, she fought. She fought. And 
you know, we ended up finding her um, or our heart became available. And she ended, she came to my graduation and she was my graduation present. But her strength and resilience and her love for God and, you know, her just her willingness just to do whatever it takes um, to succeed in life. I definitely look up to her for that. So if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now that you find inspirational, who would you love to meet and talk to? Ooh, that's good. Huh. Interesting. Maybe, uh, was it Jeremy Anderson? Yeah. I think it's his last name. He's a motivational yeah. speaker. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, wow. He just, every time he speaks, it's just, it's magical. I would love to sit down with him just to get the knowledge that he has, yeah. um, not only in life, but in, you know, just a, a speaking business. I mean, he just has all these different aspects that, you know, could really help me right now. <laughs> so what's the best advice you've ever gotten in your life? To just keep going no matter what. Um, a lot of times we can find excuses on, on, the, on why we want to quit or I, I can't, be who I want to be because of this many problems and this many setbacks and this many things in my way. But if we just keep pushing through, like we literally not going to feel the same way in the next hour. Right. And so, yeah, just knowing that this is the feelings are not facts. You know, I'm not going to always feel like this. If I just keep pushing forward, take it in one moment at a time, things yeah. will get better. So what is your ultimate motivation every day to get out of bed, to help people and to be who you are. What is that for you? It's it's knowing that me being who I am authentically and me sharing all the things that went on with me, um, all the things I've had to overcome is going to help somebody else because they're, they're suffering right now. There's somebody somewhere is suffering right now. Because they haven't heard that specific part of my story on how I overcame whatever it is they're going through. That's the way that I, I look at it. I'm like, somebody's suffering right now because they haven't heard your story. And that's why I, I, I tell it as, as often as I can, as much as I can, to make sure like I'm using my assignment um, for, for purpose. Yeah. I'm using my assignment for purpose. So of all of the people that you've helped, what's your favorite success story? One that always puts a smile on your face. It, it muted for a second. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I was <laughs> when I was wondering, of all of the people that you've helped in your life professionally, what's one of your favorite su success stories? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Well, I can go back to the most recent one. Okay. There was a, um, I went and spoke at a mayoral event in Shreveport and I told my story. Um, I kind of gave, you know, seven principles of, of overcoming challenges and building resilience. And there was a young lady who came to me after the, um, the, the, the speech. She was like, Hey, I'm a Navy veteran too. Um, and I went through some of the same things you went through and it feels so it's such a relief that that you talk about it because I haven't there's I haven't heard anybody talk about MST or how they overcame it or anything. This that was the first time she had ever heard somebody openly publicly talk about MST, yeah. and it gave her hope, you know, because she, she had been been struggling with it, but like don't really talk about it, don't do anything about it, just kind of suppress it, 
And so just knowing that I could be that light for her in that moment was pretty awesome. Yeah. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, those that you speak to. But ultimately, you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I am an overcomer. Yeah. I think um, I think that I'm ambitious. I think that I'm resilient. And I think I'm made for greatness. So I saw you with the guitar. Are you a singer-songwriter? Not at all. I did, okay. a, <laughs> I did a program called Guitars for Veterans. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just went through like eight weeks of, of learning how to play the guitar. And yeah, I couldn't play anything for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that might have been a side gig or whatnot. So what do you like the best about living in Louisiana? Definitely the food. It's yeah. kind of a blessing and a curse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been learning a lot more like about food and, um, you know, like all the the negative things that we're putting in our bodies. And so, like, I've since I've gotten sober, um, January 3rd, 2021, like, I've gained so much weight. And so I've been trying to learn about how to change my lifestyle or whatever. But the food is so doggone tempting yeah, down here. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah. man, it's so tempting. It's so good. Yeah. It's so rich. So, yeah. Yeah, we got a place here called Jazz Louisiana Kitchen. And if we want to mm -hmm. go in and get the gumbo and all the good stuff... That's where we run as Kansas Citians. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good eating. Hey, Kimberly, if anyone wants to reach out to you, learn more about you, anything about your world, hire you, where do they go? They can go to KimberlyClarkSpeaks.com and okay. literally everything there. I love it. Kimberly, we went back and forth for a long time, but we finally made it. We, we found the right <laughs> link. We did it. It's all good. Thank you so much for your story. I appreciate it. And best of luck as we move forward. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Hey!